everybody. I'm Lauren. I'm Bree. And welcome to Imaginary Library. <laughs> I never know what sound comes out when I like to like the hey, here's what the music should go. I know, that was like an interesting take. I know. <laughs> I went that way, but here we are. <laughs> oh, man. Hello, viewers. It's been a hot minute. For the, it has. For the few hanging on to her. <laughs> Listen, as soon as I make a TikTok for us, we about to blow up. Maybe. Who knows? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> First, I gotta get off my ass and make the TikTok account. Mm -hmm. Anywho, says hello, everyone. Hello. Yeah. Um. So we officially do not recognize September as a month. Nope. And uh, the the August episodes that we still have, um, those are going to be coming out uh, mm -hmm. soon as well. We got a little backlogged, but. Those should all be getting out, and we should be getting back on track for October. Yes! Spooky month! Spooky month! We have all the things! All the spooky. But we do. This episode isn't going to be as spooky, but we're still going to have some spooky. Yeah, we're going to have spooky this month. What can we look forward to? Oh! Uh, our uh, monthly read. Mm-hmm. Can we month? announce it? Yeah. Alright, so October book month, or... Oh, <laughs> it's so late for both of us. I'm so sorry. I was just like, "What are words?" Wait, our uh, our. Uh, oh my god! October book club. Our October book club is Gideon the Ninth. Um, it is by oh, uh, oh, oh, hold on, sorry, two seconds. <laughs> We're professional. Where is it? Yeah, no. I can't. I don't have my glasses, bro. I can't read the when the, like the author because uh, it's I'm right here on the it. floor. It's here on the floor, and I don't want to fall over because that oh, might no, hurt me. I don't know if I can pronounce that. It's like it's like M U R R, right at the end. M U I R. Tamsin M U I R. Muir. Yes. Yes. I really. Don't it is. Hope that we was pronounced correctly. <laughs> mayhaps. Well, yeah, we're reading Gideon the Ninth. I've heard nothing but great things. My brother-in-law, he's read the book, and he, it's, he says it's one of his favorites, and he doesn't read. So I'm like, okay, well, if he doesn't read, like, I really trust his judgment on things. So I'm like, this ought to be a good book. And I, like, read the synopsis, not the synopsis, but, like, the thingy on the back. What is that called on the back of the book? The blurb. The blurb. I've read... <laughs> I read <laughs> the blurb. And I was like, all right, hell yeah, October, baby, we doing this. So yeah, I'm excited for October book month. The, our top tip. What's, our, what's the other episodes are having, Lord? Because I can't <laughs> fucking speak. <laughs> yeah, so that's our October book club. So if you want to read that, that's going to be on the last week of the month. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Assuming it comes out on time, which you should never assume with us, it'll be on the 25th. Um, yep. Uh, and next week, we are planning on doing vampires. 
emotionally gonna let Brie loose. <laughs> Get ready, bitches. She's it's gonna, my time to shine. She's gonna walk us through some of the modern vampire uh, literature, and I'm gonna walk us through some of the classic mo- vampire literature. So, all things vampire. I mm-hmm, realized mm-hmm. I shouldn't be picking up and fidgeting with things in front of the microphone, but that's okay. It's very late. <laughs> no worries. I was super. Ex- I'm super excited for the vampire episode. The only reason I like grimaced right now is because I literally went on a not a rant per se, but I expressed my anger towards oh, yeah. Kate Roberts. Is it Katie or Kate Roberts? I don't know. She wrote Neon Gods and Electric Idol or whatever, mm. and then she wrote. Oh, no, never mind. We're gonna we'll wait for the next episode. Yeah. I'll on my rant about fucking Katie Robert. I can't I'm angry, sorry. <laughs> She's losing her mind over there. I don't know what the fuck is happening with me. Alright. What other episodes do we got planned for this month? Did we have something else? Um, no. Oh. That was it. <laughs> um, no. That's it. Alright. See if we got so much planned, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got some good shit coming up. Vampires and, and Gideon the Knife. What more can you want? Okay, but today's episode, we Oh my sorry. Whoa. I don't know, do I have ADHD? Because I'm like going everywhere fucking once. I think this is like the first time that we've ever recorded late for you. And so it's <laughs> the first time we're getting to see this side of you. <laughs> I'm fucking spazzing out. <laughs> I'm, like, remembering things. Okay, so I was gonna say, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. What's this episode one? <laughs> this episode we're gonna talk about book-to-screen adaptations. So, uh, our favorite and least favorite um, books that have gotten adapted into movies or TV shows. Um... And there are a lot to choose from. I know for my list specifically, I'm only going off of ones that I personally have seen and read both. So I can come from an informed place and not just uh, jump on the bandwagon. Absolutely. Samesies. Yeah. So Um. we've, we've each compiled our... Uh, top five worst and top five best, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll just we'll just get going through all of them. Yeah. Okay. Start with the worst. Start with the worst. Yeah, we'll go back and forth because what if our lists are the same? I highly doubt it, but we probably will have some overlap. But okay. Okay. Do you want to go first? What's your number five? <sighs> okay. And this this might. I don't know if it's comes to shock you. I know we said that next week or whatever is going to be the vampire book no, talk geez. and stuff. Yeah. So my dislike, my number five, uh, Vampire Academy the movie. Now, my dis. Okay. If you listen to our podcast, you know how much <laughs> I fucking love the Vampire Academy books, and I'm loving the Vampire Academy series, even though they're steering. Far off from the books, they're keeping the essence of it, which I'm enjoying. Mm. The movie. It was so campy. Like, the books themselves 
so fucking dark. So, they touch on subjects that I'm just like, ooh, maybe middle school Bree shouldn't have read that fucking book, you know? But we did anyway, because, you know, that was the time. And so, yeah, no, Vampire Academy is a very dark book for a YA book. And mm -hmm. so, they took, they made it so campy, and, like, it felt like they tried, like, advertising it as, like, a Mean Girls thing. Okay. Where it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they whitewashed Rose, and they did all the wrong thing. Like, I loved the cast, but at the same time, I'm just like, ooh. Like, that was my first time I met Dominic Shearwood before mm -hmm. he joined uh, Shadowhunters. Mm -hmm. And then um, Cameron Monaghan, that's my first time I saw him before I saw him in Gotham and Shameless. Mm -hmm. So, I have a lot of love for the movie, but not that much love, you know? It's yeah. just, if, I'm... <laughs> I should have realized something was wrong, because I was excited for the movie, even with the bad, you know, publicity. And I should have figured something was wrong when I tried to go to the midnight premiere, but they weren't showing a midnight premiere because it wasn't big. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, it just, but they, it seemed too campy. It seemed like, you would think, because, like, it follows the books, you know, but it made, it kind of made it too, yeah, it's 100%, it was campy. Yeah. They made it so lighthearted than what it actually is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's my number five. Yeah, my number five is Ready Player One. Oh, okay. Yeah, I loved that book. Right, I still love that book. It is a homage to nerd culture. And yeah. You know, VR, video game, um, sci-fi is very fun to read. Um, mm -hmm. And when I heard it was getting adapted into a movie with Steven Spielberg as the director, I was like, oh man, this can only be awesome. Uh-oh. I was horrifically disappointed. Oh no! It was just a colorless CGI nightmare. Um, really? Yeah, it they really sucked all of like the heart and the real nerd love out of the story. Um, instead just putting in like as many like references to pop culture as they possibly could, which I mean the book has a lot of references to pop culture, but in a different way and it really just like very very loving way, not like in a making fun of way. Yeah, not even necessarily making fun of. It's just like, how much can we shove into one scene? And, oh. Yeah. And, like, they also switched out some things and replaced things from the book with different parts of pop culture, which I wasn't the biggest fan of. Mm -hmm. um, like, one of the, one of the, like, tasks in... In the story is um, they basically have to go in and recreate, uh, like perform in a movie scene from mm -hmm. pop culture, and in the yeah. book, it's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> it is that's awesome, amazing, and hilarious, yeah. and I loved it to death. And they switched it out in the movie for The Shining. Which, 
vastly different in tone yeah and yeah pop yeah culture and mm-hmm. so i feel it just really just wiped out all of the fun and just left all of the visual effects Ooh. and it was like it wasn't even with that much pop culture you think it would be like bright and vibrant and the whole but it movie wasn't. was just dull wow so i haven't I haven't read, seen the movie or read the books, but I've been recommended to read the books multiple read times. Read the book. I haven't read the sequel yet. I own it. I yeah. just haven't gotten around to reading it. But first yeah. one, so fucking good. So good. Absolutely. So that's my number five. Alright. My number four, which I, I want... It's not an unpopular opinion, but I know, yeah, no, it's not unpopular. Number four, for me, specifically, okay, I love the Maze Runner series. The book series were mm-hmm. actually really good. Specifically, Scorch Trials. That's my number four for dislike. They changed the entire ending. Yeah. They changed everything that was, that the Scorch Trials were about. Mm-hmm. Have you read the books? I have not. I, okay. I, it's on my ever-growing list. (laughs) Um, So, Maze Runner takes place, and the movie takes place, and um, I read it all because Brittany has a huge crush on Dylan O'Brien, Brittany, my sister. Huge, huge crush on Dylan O'Brien ever since Teen Wolf. And so, he was the main guy in Maze Runner. Read the book, went to the premiere, met Dylan O'Brien, it was great. Maze Runner itself, really, really good. Then we go to the second movie... Which, the main thing is, the book, the second book is basically Wicked, or Wicked, um, it's been so long, holy fuck, I think they're, they're Wicked, they get all the subjects and they're like, hey, we're gonna get you through another trial, welcome to Scorch, and so basically, the second book is them going through a whole nother trial, even though they passed, Mm. it's the whole thing, whereas in the movie, they break out of Wicked, and are in the Scorch running away. Hmm. Yeah. That's so I'm like very different plot already. Ex- very ex- extremely different. And then, um, oh god, what are they called? Cranks or whatever? The cranks, yeah. So there are these, like, zombie type shit, and, um, basically, uh, sorry, it's been so long, so I'm looking at my notes, and I'm just like, eh? So, um, <laughs> Okay, so, in, uh, one of the viruses or whatever that's, like, a, a virus that they have to over, like, come or whatever, it comes at night, and they're in the scorch, so it's, like, the wind is going everywhere. In, in the book, no, in the movie, if you get bitten by a crank or scratched by a crank, you get infected with this virus and you turn into one of, like, the zombie things. Um, but in the book, it's airborne. Which is why they have, like, the things, and, like, it's like a sandstorm. <laughs> Sorry, it's a sandstorm by Nerud. Um, and so they've changed so many things. They, from what I remember, I can't believe I blocked, I blocked out most of this movie. Because it's just, it veered so off, so off that I never saw Death Cure. Oh, dang. I never watched the third movie, and I refused. Because I'm pretty sure, spoiler warning, um, they killed one of the main characters that was never supposed to die which we love that when movies do that it's Mm. great fun times and um 
there's characters, like, beloved characters that they left out. Um, and the main one was that what's-her-face, the girl, Teresa, she was not in, she was not in this book at all. She, she wasn't, but the, she stayed. There's a reason, and you're like, okay. It's just, like, it kind of made, like, a disregard for the other female character that was in the book. And so, it was just, yeah. I, lots of problems with it. It's at four. I was debating on putting it higher, but then there's other movies. I know. <laughs> it was, I did not realize how many different opinions I had. I know. It was so hard. It's so much harder to make in these lists than I thought it would be. I know. And so, yeah, no, I definitely Scorch Trials. Maybe, I think it's lower on the list, number four, because, like, I wasn't emotionally attached to these books. Mm-hmm. It, it, I read The Maze Runner. I wasn't like, oh, my God, I fucking loved Maze Runner. It was kind of like, eh, I read it. It's great. I had, I still have never seen Death Tree. You know it's bad when you don't finish the series. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alright. Number four, bid. Yeah, my number four is a popular opinion. And that's okay. The Lightning Thief. Ah, oh, cross mine out. You don't have to cross it out, but... Well, mine is also number... Mine's number three. Okay, okay. So, so yeah, we, okay. Can, we can gel together here. Mm-hmm. Um, is bad. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, um, I can do my honorary mention as three because I was torn between the two. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll do that. Yeah. But they, uh... Yeah. Let's start. Because <laughs> it was, it was ing- so bad. Like they, they made, they, like, skimmed the book and then... They read the blurb. They read the blurb. They read the blurb. And they were like, you know what? Let's make a movie, guys. It's fucking Hollywood, baby. Yeah, it was so bad. Like, they just ignored all of the characterization, all of the humor, the plot. <laughs> they, one, they, they messed up when they aged up, when they aged up the characters. Yes. Because Logan Lerman was fully over 20 at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited for the series. I'm Did you very, see the cast members for the so series? Cute. I want to pinch the, all of their cheeks. They're <laughs> so cute. Anyway, shitty movie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> really shitty movie. Um. Only good thing in it was, uh, the Lotus Hotel and Casino scene. Yeah. Yeah. That. Was, that ooh. That was that great. Was a good scene. That was fucking great. That was a good scene. Yeah, if you Mm-mm. if you want to like just take a book, read the blurb, and make the movie, that's basically what the Lightning Thief is. Yeah, like just... absolutely. Even Rick Riordan hates that. Movie. Hates that book. Yeah, he hates that movie. I was just like, dang, and like so many of us, like he has a whole other series and stuff based in the universe. So because I'm seeing it, I'm just like, whoa, cool. How the fuck did they fuck this up? They have a, like, because I think they were trying, this was around the time where, like, Harry Potter was, like, ending or something, so they wanted, like, the next Harry Potter, because Percy Jackson has, what, five, six books? Five books in the first series, and then, um, there's another series that Percy's also in, and that's another, mm-hmm. I think, five books. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think this was around the time that 
Harry Potter was going, and, like, Harry Potter is a beloved franchise and moneymaker, and so, because I swear to God, there's a fucking Harry Potter marathon every fucking week on Freeform. Mm. Every other week, there's a Harry Potter marathon. Anyway, so, I feel, that was, like, around the time we're like, alright, what's our next Harry Potter, guys? Mm. We're like, hey, a lot of people are buying this book. Hey, the blurb looks great! Let's give her a go! Is what they did! (laughs) Is what they did! And just, I don't know, I think I saw, like, a Twitter post that's, like, top bet, top ten, like, best lines to get me hooked on a book. And, of course, the very first one for Percy Jackson is, I almost killed my math teacher. It's yep. just, like, it was such a good hook the, to read a book. The chapter titles in Percy Jackson are god tier. Yeah. So good. So fucking good. And so, yeah, you look at the books, amazing. And I'll say it, I liked, I like Percy Jackson better than Harry Potter. Because I have a huge love, huge love for Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just, it's such a good, such a good book. So you should read it if you haven't. But yeah, no. Fuck the movie. But (laughs) I do like the fan cast of uh, Logan Lerman as Poseidon. Oh, yeah. Because everyone's like, who have, what if he's Poseidon? Like, homage, la, la, la. And like, I saw some edits and just like, ooh. Yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what's your number three? It was Percy Jackson. <laughs> yeah. So, so who, one of my honorable... Who's subbing in? <laughs> I'll sub in. I wouldn't say that they're like... I'll say, okay, if I moved up Scorch Trials to three, then I would put as, like, actual four than three... Going hour now, I would put uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children up there. Mm. I loved the book. So, like, the cover itself is just, like, gothic horror, but it's so, like, it's, like, you would love mm-hmm. it. Have you read it? I I own the first couple books. I have not read them yet. I have oh, seen the movie, your, though. It's up your alley. Mm-hmm. Don't look don't, don't look to the movie to, like, oh, for I'm, it to, I'm like... Not. Okay, good. Because, it again, it seems so campy. It's it's like a... It's dark humor. It's... It's mis... Oh, my God. I can't even, like... <laughs> everything wrong with these books. I'm like, stop making them super sweet. Because they're not... Stop making everything, like, lighthearted. Let's keep, like, the, the grittiness... Not grittiness, per se, because uh, Miss Peregrine's is a YA book. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like, I felt like they, the movie tried to make it, like, uh, Livingy Snicket's um, series of unfortunate events, how it's, like, it it's d- dark, it but it's, have like, a similar vibe. exactly, so I'm, like, let, it's not, it's not series of unfortunate events, it's not, it's completely different, mm-hmm. and so that's basically took, basically they did the Vampire Academy thing, where they took, like, it, it, it follows the book, but it's, doesn't follow the book, if that makes sense. Yeah. I would say, so, like, I, I I do separate the two. I know that the books are different and a lot better, but I did enjoy the movie, just mostly just because I love Eva Green. Yeah, Eva Green's great. She did great. I love her. Absolutely. Love. She did, she did amazing. Mm-hmm. I would have cast her as uh, Miss Peregrine, too. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. It's just, like, yeah. I couldn't, like, get attached because it, like, it felt so stale. Mm-hmm. In comparison to, like, the books and, like, the characters, like, I felt like, <sighs> like how they did with, um, uh, 
which I haven't finished or watched the rest of it, but when they did, like, Series of Fortune Events as, like, a series mm -hmm. rather than a movie, I felt like Peregrines needed a series, not a movie. Just to cram everything into an hour and a half yeah. just do doesn't work with Peregrines, especially because they have all the different children and all of their different kind of, like, weird, quirky abilities and stuff, and just... <sighs> yeah, I get this. So, yeah. It's not, like, a huge hate, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. What about you? What's three? Um, my number three, I just switched these because I changed my mind. Um, my number three is the Hobbit trilogy. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. I, I have words to say. Okay. I, I fucking hate the film adaptations of the <laughs> Hobbit. You take, Tell me more. You take a single, like, 200 page children's book. Mm -hmm. And you try and spread it into three longer than normal feature films. <laughs> it's gonna suck. Yeah. And anyone who says it doesn't suck is lying to themselves and has not examined the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was alright. Because yeah. it was it, it was more of like the, the style of it. You know, just getting to know Bilbo and the dwarves coming in. Yeah. Going through the mines and everything. And then they decided to add, like, 12 different lines of plot that did not exist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and a whole bunch of characters that did not exist. <laughs> and romance and stuff that did not exist. Yeah. And Legolas was there for some reason. <laughs> and he didn't even look like himself. And... I just, I hated it so much. It is just lots of padding and weird choices and I, I, I have rewatched the first one a couple of times, but okay. the other two I saw in theaters and then I never watched again. Mm -hmm. And I love Lord of the Rings, so you yeah, know, I know, you know you that do. those had to hurt me. Absolutely. That's why I haven't watched Rings of Power is because I was burned so bad by the Hobbit trilogy. I just, mm -hmm. I don't trust it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so, no. I hate those movies. Mm -hmm. They're my number three. We don't recognize them. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask, are you liking Rings of Power? I have not watched it yet. <gasps> oh, baby! No, I just, I mean, no. Uh, it just doesn't look like Lord of the Rings to me. It doesn't. They changed, like, everything stylistically. The casting was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, like, the elves are supposed to be, like, graceful and ethereal, and I'm looking at these photos of elves in the show, and I'm just like, that is a human. That is a whole-ass human. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure you're a fantastic actor, but it just... I don't like it. I don't like mm -hmm. the look of it. Save yourself, then. <laughs> Are you not liking it either? I'm okay. I, first off, The Cimmerillion is probably my favorite book by Tolkien. Mm -hmm. Like, I, yeah, no. Since The Cimmerillion itself, absolutely love the book. 100%. I'll recommend it to everyone. Everyone that's, like, came into my work is like, oh, hey, I'm watching Rings of Power. I like, shove fucking the Cimmerillion in them. I'm like, you need to read this <laughs> right now. Because there's big changes. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. from the Silmarillion, right? Not huge, not major, but, like, of course, there's a lot of shit that they decided to leave out. Mm-hmm. But I'm not completely mad at it yet. I'm behind two episodes, so my change. So, like, some of the things... They changed a few things, for sure. I try to keep an open mind about it, because mm-hmm. it is a Silmarillion, and I don't, like, what if they take it into another direction, which... There's one direction I really liked. And so, it's... I'm definitely treading on shaky waters, is that the term? Or I'm like, I'm treading carefully. Mm-hmm. What, is that it? Yeah, I'm treading... Uh, uh, no, it won't be shaky waters. Um, I don't know. It's My AC just went on again. I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think it's like treading unstable ground or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm doing. Because it's like, it's not like wowing me it's not pissing me off yet yeah. it's kind of like eh, it's there yeah. if i'm being completely honest it's gonna like eh, it's there i just feel bad for i just i feel guilty like saying i don't want to watch the show because i feel like i'm just like i'm lumping myself in with the assholes out there that don't want to watch it because of the female protagonist and the um the inclusivity in the show because I know mm-hmm. that's, like, why most people are like, I don't want to watch it, but mine is not that problem. <laughs> I'm afraid yeah, I'm going to yeah, get yeah. lumped in with those people. No. No, no, no. I am fine with that. I, it's, stylistically, is my problem. Yeah. It's, it doesn't look they, like they Lord did... of the Rings. It looks like. Another just, fantasy just show. Just another fantasy TV show. Yeah. Fair enough. Read the Cimmerillion, guys. I will advocate for that. Please read the Cimmerillion. If I, anything. I haven't. It's, I will admit, it's a hard read. I know. I will admit it. It's, it's very, but the thing is, like, that's why, that's why I think a lot of fans are mad about Rings of Power, because, like, you read the Cimmerillion, because Tolkien is big on descriptions. Yeah. And the Cimmerillion is mostly descriptions. And so, mm-hmm. Tolkien is explaining this, like, beautiful place. And that's why, I like, I like the Cimmerillion a lot. is because it's all descriptors, because the elves are part of the land, too. And mm-hmm. so it's just, like, you feel what the land feels. That's why he's taking 50 years to talk about a goddamn tree. Oh, it's like, you know, this, like, it's, it's all matters and it's important. And so I'm like, please read the book so you can understand how beautiful this place is. Yeah, I think that that was my problem is because I read I read uh, Lord of the Rings when I was eleven, so then I tried to read eleven. <gasps> yeah, man. <laughs> I love you very very much. <laughs> I learned about the books, and I was like, heck yeah, I want to read those. So I borrowed them from my my uncle because he had a set, and I read them the summer after sixth grade. So I'm so proud of you. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, when I was 11 and trying to crack open the Cimmerillion, that did not work out well for me. Fair enough. So it just kind of Fair put enough. me off ever since, but I need to give it another shot. Yeah, give it an- I, I'm telling you, it's my favorite book by Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's your number two? Ooh. We're getting at the- is it controversial or- No! No, 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 it's good- strong motherfucking feelings okay. about this one. Gotcha. And so, I went back and forth on what my number one that I didn't like. I went back and forth, and I ultimately decided the other one was my number one. So here's my number two. 
Aragon. Ooh. I fucking loved the books so much. Absolutely. Love of my life. Absolutely. I'm looking at my fucking notes. I'm so mad. It's... I, I don't even think they read the blurb. No. To be honest. I felt weird. like... I felt like they're like, hey, based on the cover, there's a dragon here. <laughs> what if a kid finds an egg, bug guys? <laughs> like, science, seal it. All right, Fox, let's do this. 21st century Fox, we're putting it on this film. I don't even, I don't even remember who the fuck put the film on. But they, were, they looked at the cover like, dude, this is getting sales. There's something about this blue fucking dragon, guys. Like, kids let's like dragons, do something. right? dragons <laughs> throw the name of a popular book that everyone's reading and they'll come flying in they did not do any test groups nothing no nope, not a absolutely zip. not i fucking hated it did, did you read not, the books yes i did i love those books okay. i also read okay. those when i was 11 and <laughs> they did not ask the opinion of anyone under the age of 45 on that movie no. Oh my god, I looked! It is 20th Century Fox! <laughs> I knew it was. I thought you knew too. No, I was just pulling it out of my ass. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I remember those goddamn trumpets and I wanted to shove the trumpet up the director's ass because that movie was garbage. I was so pissed. What? It felt so stale. Yeah. Like, the actors, they weren't giving. Mm -mm. They weren't giving nothing. One actor I was, was giving something because it was a sexual awakening for me, and that was Garrett Hedlund as Murtag, but you know, that's a whole different story. <laughs> I had the gift And of, that's why it's number two and not number one. <laughs> I had the gif of him being dropped into the forest and rolling over and laughing, saved onto my computer screen at the age of 12. Yeah, have that gift available. I can, can probably find, find it again. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's number two, not number one. Mm -hmm. For that man and that man alone. <laughs> I, just, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. actually own the disc because I got it. It was like in a set of movies, all of which are kind of disappointing movies. So, but I, you know, my parents got it for me when I was, you know, in middle school. So who cares? But. <laughs> The only reason I haven't thrown it out is because of Garrett Hedlund. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> That's a good reason for me. Sometimes yeah, you no. don't want plot. Sometimes you just want eye candy. Exactly. Eye candy is what we got not a lot of. It was just him. It was just him. Ugh. <laughs> okay. Basically, yeah, no, I hated everything about the books. And, like, I, honestly, it just felt like, I swear to God, they're like, hey, the dragon's blue. Yep. Let's make sure we know everyone knows that this dragon's fucking blue. And the thing is, like, the antagonist, okay, remind me, because it's been so fucking long. In the books, uh, What's-His-Face was trying to recruit everyone to go find the different cities, right? Instead of just going after and going to kill, um, What's-His-Face and what was her face? Which... In the books, their relationship, the main guy and the main girl, they were always kind of, like, at ends with each other. Mm -hmm. But that's what kept it interesting, okay? I read this when I was nine. I liked that dynamic, understand? Because then it was, it led into the, only I get to hurt you. 
mm. trope that I love very, very much. No, only I am the one that can, like, beat on him. Or not, okay, not beat on him. It was like, <laughs> we were by. No, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Only I'm the one that can kill him, but we're not actually killing each other because that's his fault. So kids, but, but you know what I mean? It, it was one of my favorite things about the two. And so it was, God, I don't even remember the fuck her name was. Oh, God, it, it'll, anyway. Is her name, like, Arya or something? Something it like with that. A. I don't even know. I'm gonna look it up. I don't, it's been a hot minute since I've reread this book. <laughs> I'm trying to read the main guy. His name. Galbatorix. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no, they're just, like, they changed, like, the motivations of the main bad guy, you know? Mm. Like, this, they really, they really and truly just looked at the cover and they're like, hey, it's a blue dragon! Mm-hmm. Let's name it Aragon. And, like, it was just, even, like, the actors, like, no, no one was giving, uh, the whole, like, no one delivered their lines. They were just speaking their lines. Like, Definitely the lead. I don't know if he's been in other movies, but he was definitely, like, the producer's, like, nephew that, like, really wanted a breakout role, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, for sure, like, this actor was, like, he's a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> That's how he got the role, because he was not... I'm harsh on this fucking 12-year-old, but it's true. Yeah. Anyway, the one good thing. like, lifting up his shirt to show a scar. Like, <laughs> good shit. Damn, um, it's been a long time. Hello. I might watch fucking Aircon now. Anyways, that was my number two. <laughs> oh, my number two. Your two. Uh-oh. Is Ella Enchanted. Really? Fuck that movie. <laughs> okay, remind me, which was Ella Enchanted? Um, it is the one where it's it's the like twisted version of Cinderella where um, her godmother gives her the gift of obedience. So, no, oh, it's not common to the me. The movie adaptation has Anne Hathaway. Oh, it's a Disney Channel movie. Oh, is it? Di oh, okay, okay. Hold on. Yeah. I'm gonna look at the thing. Hold on, two seconds. Ellen Enchanted was one of my favorite books growing up. Like, I wore the cover oh, out. Oh, I see. Okay. I wore Continue. the cover out. It was mm -hmm. so good. Um, That was, like, my first introduction to, like, the, like, twisted fairy tales, which, like, mm -hmm. has become part of my identity now. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so good, you know? Just, like, the idea of being forced to be obedient and having to go about your life without being able to consent to anything and eventually, you know, making your own decisions and breaking that curse for yourself. Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. It was very much, it was very... Words are not coming to mind. <laughs> um, it's very inspirational for girls, I think. It was... Like, the prince did not save her at all. 
in mm-hmm. that book. She was always saving herself and figuring things out for herself and mm-hmm. using all of her skills to, you know, um, get her out of these situations and eventually break the curse on her own. Um, and then the movie happened. Yeah. And it was campy and full of pop songs and goofy and silly and the prince saved her every five minutes in that movie (laughs) and everything was a joke and her breaking the curse was the least satisfying scene ever and everyone loves that movie and I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. It's because you read the books. Because it butchered an essential part of my childhood and took everything I loved about it away. Mm-hmm. And that was another one where it's, I feel like they just read the blurb and then just did whatever they wanted. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. It sucked. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worst. Not, well, not the worst, because I have the worst on my list. That was number yeah, two. You have the worst on your list. Yeah, okay. that one. What's your number one? So, my number one most disliked book to film adaptation. When I was, like, dissecting it and, like, actually going about it, I also realized I hate the fucking books. Like, it wasn't until, like, after the fact. Because, like, when this... Okay, 2012 was a fun year because like a lot of <laughs> books were getting added, added, adapted to like movies like a lot of them mm-hmm. we saw Hunger Games we saw Maze Runner and oh, then the no, main I one I know what is. <laughs> so many... fucking Divergence I knew it <laughs> listen <laughs> I was a big fan for a while Me I'll be too. honest I'll be honest Me I, too. I fucking loved Divergent the books Absolutely, me too. Mm-hmm. Then I got older. And <laughs> I... Again, these books came out at the same time as Maze Runner and Hunger Games and stuff. And they're like, your favorite thing, Lauren, here it comes. Love triangles. Um, and so... Yeah. <laughs> so this, if, okay, like... The Divergent books were supposed to be set up for success. The studios really, really, really tried. And going over, like, the differences between, like, the book, the Divergent book and the movies, there was quite a few. Mm-hmm. And then, because Divergent was kind of close. Yeah, I, they, I, I liked the, fir- the first one's adaptation. I mean, it wasn't, like, fantastic, but I thought it was no, good no, enough no, no. and I enjoyed it. It was good enough that it followed the book. It kind of just, it was, like, one of, I don't know. And it gave there me was that, nothing... like, feeling of empowerment that the book really did, too. Absolutely! I still have Absolutely. Chasing Dauntless on my running playlist. Like, it's... <laughs> mm-hmm. good, yeah, good like, choice. the first book, first book, and first movie, like, they, ba- it was copy-paste. It wasn't anything fantastical, to be honest, mm-hmm. but it was like, hey, there it is, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then we get to what is what's the last one fucking allegiant right oh yeah 
again completely disregard the ending of the book is what did it for me I hated her brother and just everything I don't know how the fuck it fell apart like I truly where's my fucking notes for a minute I'm gonna be honest I haven't seen the edit the third movie adaptation because I hated the second one so much yeah, the second one sucked! The second one was so- cause, Okay. Yeah, the, I do have Divergent on my honorable mention. The only reason it wasn't on my worst list was because I liked the first one. So, I was going fair enough. overall. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, no. The second one... The second one, she became a whole fucking different character. Like, that wasn't Triss at all. Like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, that's not, like, that's not who Triss was or is. Like, you completely changed her fucking character. Like, what is the name of the second one? What's the name of the second uh, book? Insurgent. Insurgent. Yeah, no, fuck Insurgent, dude. Um, the, the plot was also completely different in the movie. Oh, yeah! 100%! It changed. The whole thing changed. Triss changed. The plot changed. They really said, nah, fuck it. Like, this is what I think... This Divergent and uh, Insurgent was basically like, hey, this is what I think people would like because this is all the stuff that's coming out. People want this. And then they did this and it's stupid. They fumbled it so bad. Also, I loved 4 and you ruined it for me. So mm. fuck you. <laughs> I fucking... Yeah, I did not like the movie adaptation version of 4 at all. Yeah, no, I loved 4. I loved him very, very much. I'm like, how can you make him the biggest himbo and the biggest douchebag all at the same time? Yeah, I... He... He was my least favorite part of the first one. He literally... It all Okay, not that he was charming, per se, in the books, but there was, like, some, like... They had charisma. And yeah, he had charisma! And, like... There wasn't any charisma... Any he, it was like talking to a fucking them. wall. It was, it was talking to <laughs> a wall. Like, that like, 4 was not a piece of... James, but that was bad. That was very bad. Like, that, that's that. This dark, broody love interest, it was just... It's just a fucking wall, dude. Like that was like there wasn't even like anything alluring about him. He was just kind of a douchebag the mm -hmm. whole fucking time. And then all of a sudden he was just like, I like you. And that's it. Yep. <laughs> that's all she wrote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't watch the third book. I'll watch the third movie. I because didn't. it just <laughs> It was, I feel like it, was like a, it was like a TV premiered one, too. It didn't go to theaters, right? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah no. That, after Allegiant fucked up, they were like, oh, yeah, no. And then, like, they stopped advertising for the third movie because they were just like, no. Yeah, and then they just never made the fourth. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Fuck the fourth. <laughs> and, like, when I was writing this all down, I was just like, I don't really like the books now because it was just, again this was all coming out at the same time as, like, all these other, like, good trilogies, um, which all have their issues and faults and stuff, so it was just felt like every single trope ever imaginable was thrown into the Divergent series. Mm -hmm. Every single one. 
the Mary Sue turns uh, hero heroine, even though she's still kind of a Mary Sue. Um, the love triangle, your favorite thing, and just every other just. I don't know, it just felt like, I after, like, kind of going in, I'm like, damn, I really, I didn't really like the Divergent series, it kind of sucked. I can't even remember Love Triangle, but, I don't know. Oh, it was with, um, the guy in, in Insurgents. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> it's it, so it was a time, yeah. it was a time, but yeah, no, it was just, it was... The studio hyping this movie up mm -hmm. to a fucking T, then being like, you know what, Shailene Woodley, we're gonna put her in every fucking movie, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not a fan of her as an actress. Yeah, me neither. That's a whole different can of worms, though. Yeah, we're not gonna open that, but yeah, no, that's a hundred percent my number one worst. Technically, my number one least favorite movie is Divergent. More Insurgent. Kind of both. Both, both, both is good. I couldn't really decide. I just kind of went as a fucking franchise. Um, like, I I wasn't a fan of, like, the first movie. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. It wasn't spectacular. And then the second movie happened. Very, very upsetting. Yeah. Oh, God. What's your number one? My number one... Huh? The biggest disappointment I've ever felt in the theater. Uh oh. Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. <laughs> I was about to be, I'm like, you did not come after no. the first or second. No. I was the like, first no, 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 no. Two movies. So are good. God tier. Amazing. Amazing filmmaking. Amazing. And then the third one is oh. a completely different director, writer, yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. I, rem I remember Voyage of the Dawn, Dawn Treader, and then I don't remember it at the same time. Like, I remember going to see it because I was excited, but then I can't tell you anything that happened in the movie. I must have blacked out. I was so excited because the book is so So good! good! And going into it, I'm like, okay, it is a fantastic sea journey to find all these different people going from island to island and having all these different little adventures and with Prince Caspian. Hell yeah, ben brother! Bars. I was very excited. And then I get into the movie. And... It was... Dumb. <laughs> it was rushed. They changed so many things. They... They switched things around. But the... the the, the cherry on top was the like gorgeous but terrifying giant sea dragon that they fight in the books because there's also this weird running theme of like there's like this weird mist happening around the waters that like you know makes your deepest fears come true or whatever which was not in the books that was never oh. part of the books. That that was never yeah. a plot ever. They just threw that in for no reason whatsoever. So it turns this beautiful like sea dragon into oh don't don't think of what you're scared of and then they think of what they're scared of and it's a gigantic 
absolutely fucking disgusting looking sea serpent that then splits its body into two and opens and it was horrifying for me <laughs> and unnecessary and disgusting and I have never hated a movie more. Oh wow. I don't even, I cannot tell you the plot or anything of what you got paired with the movie. Yeah. I really like cuz I was obsessed mm-hmm. with the books and the movies and like my I made my dad take me. And mm-hmm. so I remember going, but I don't I can't tell you what happened. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. And I 100% believe you. Yeah, no, it was bad. Cuz like the whole point of the book was that they're sailing across the ocean to find these um I think it's seven lords that um, that Caspian's uncle had exiled, and mm-hmm. Caspian was going to find them and bring them back. So um, they go to all these different islands, and there are different, you know, problems here and there. There's the the Duffelpuds, which are like the dwarves with the one giant foot that hop around. Um, and there's the 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 water on one island that looks beautiful, but anything that falls into it turns to gold and sinks. And uh-huh. um, there's mermaids and sea serpents, and at the end of it all, there's um, there's there's a table in the island and a star that falls to earth that's actually a woman, and it's it's just very fantastical and beautiful. And then mm-hmm. the movie, it's like. Ooh, there's a creeping darkness on Narnia. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Fucking came out of nowhere and I fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. Fucking awful. Ugh. So mad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my number one worst. Alright. What are, what are some now, honorable mentions that you had that didn't make it onto the list? Mine was Mrs. Peregrine's Peculiar Coping. Oh, that okay. was my one. Okay. Yeah. I had a few more. Um, what was yours? City of Ember. I know! Yeah, we've talked that... about that one before. Yeah, we've talked about City of Ember, yeah. Um, The Tale of Despero. I don't think I've seen that movie. It's it's bad. Okay, bad. Cool. Um, awesome. Paper Towns. Which... I remember Hannah hating this movie. Yeah. Because the book was, like, very, like, fun teen adventure. Yes, it had, like, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl thing to an extent. But it... The movie just took it to a whole different level and just made everything gross and weird. And I hated it. Yeah. And then, uh... Harry Potter. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. I don't like the movie adaptations. Everyone loves them. And, I mean, the actors are great and everything, but I feel like it just did not capture... The books are... Yeah. It did not capture, like, the parts of the story that I loved. Hey, we've been talking for almost an hour on the worst. Oh, whoa! Uh Uh-oh! Oh, this is going to be our longest episode yet. (laughs) Oh, boy, here we go! Okay, Uh, number... For me, number five, going for the books that I actually liked... I actually, and I lumped them up as one because, like, when, again, 2012, 2013, 
great time for like books to turn movies, especially trilogies. So number five, Covenant. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Hunger Games. No, me too. It was on my list, I but really I ended up did. bumping it down. So it's in my honorable mentions. I know it was so ridiculous. I actually really enjoyed it, and it was it would stay true. One, the movie stayed true. Were there like kind of like mini differences here and there? Yes, but it stayed true to the plot and who um, uh, Peta was and who Katniss was and just like everything. Like when, especially like the third movie, you know the part. Just in case if anyone else like watching or listening to uh, this podcast, the very ending, like I knew it was coming, and I know I'm gonna hate this motherfucker and it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But the way it happened in the movie. Because it was, I remember it being different from the book, mm-hmm. where like they, it still happened, but not in a way I was expecting, and it made me hate him more. And so I was mm-hmm. just like, so it stayed true to the book, but it gave something the book readers, like people who were watching Hunger Games and didn't really care for the books, like enjoyed the series. Whereas like if you are a book fan and you liked it, there was like the way they did it is like they changed. A little bit. Not something where it's just like, oh, let's go fucking hard right. They really were like, no, 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 let's keep the characters to how they're supposed to be. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm making sure I'm still recording. Um, so they changed a little bit so it keeps us on our toes. And so I remember like being in this, the theater, and because I go, I went with Hannah. Hunger Games is her favorite fucking book series, along mm-hmm. with Looking for Alaska. Um, it's not the movie. She loves the book. Anyway. But yeah, no, The Hunger Games, it was such, so well done, I think. It was perfect. I loved Katniss the whole time. I think, um, oh man, what was her name? Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, she did a very good job. Mm-hmm. They did, and Josh Hutcherson, like, they they did, I feel like this trilogy did in the, amazingly well, both in the books and the movie. So good fucking hated his ass in the end i'm like i knew it i'm like i knew it was coming um Mm -hmm. for her sister like when that happened with her sister i'm like i knew it was coming but they changed it on me i was just like oh and it happened in a different way i'm like i hate you motherfucker it's still your fault and that's what they needed to happen was it still was his fault absolutely would and so that's i it was so well done i that is how you entertain book readers and stay true to the book. Absolutely. I, I love that. I think the only one I'm kind of shaking on is the first one. Um, because it was a different director. And I feel like the cinematography. I didn't like some of the choices that they made. But yeah, overall. And Catching Fire is like... Catching Fire is so fucking good. One of the perfect book to film adaptations. So fucking good. Such a good adaptation. Like Loved I said, it. It, it was on my list, but it, it, it got bumped down because there was others, but yeah. And like you said, all the choices that they did, like that they, that they changed were good and for the better yeah. of the story. Like I yeah. know one thing I was really happy with was in the books, um, her stylist team were the ones that were with her in district 13 and then the movie, they changed it to the Effie, which made a whole lot more sense story-wise and worked yeah. a lot better. Mm-hmm. It was, like, subtle changes. It wasn't, like, hey, we're gonna change, we're gonna add this whole new character. And, like, mm-hmm. no, they, they they changed things around for the better. They didn't make 
like, you know what? Let's add fucking mist, dude. Like, it wasn't anything like that. It was, like, it was like, hey, we're gonna change it because I think it would look better this way. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like major, major changes. Yeah, it was. It was very well done. Loved the movies Absolutely. and the books. Um, number, number five. My number five is the. 1995 specifically adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Okay. The miniseries. The BBC miniseries. Okay. With Colin Firth and Jennifer Hill. It's so good. And if you read the book, it's like a literally just like a perfect adaptation from page to screen. There is gigantic sections of just the exact same translated up. And I feel like the actors capture the characters really well and it's just also very sweet and also beautifully regency jane austen and i have rewatched that thing a million times mostly just because my mom loves that series and constantly like replays it and her yeah. doesn't know what to do she puts on pride and prejudice so but it is it is just a perfect adaptation and I hate the Carrie Knightley adaptation, and people are going to be mad at me for that, but I don't care. I, said <laughs> it. I hate that version. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, there's not a whole lot to say on that one. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just a really good adaptation. It's really good. Just really mm-hmm. solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your number four? My number four. This one kind of went around, and I I changed this because recently I read this book. Um, Hidden Figures. Um, The movie, I loved the movie. I went and saw it because, like, again, I'm really realizing how many movies I've seen with Hannah. Because she wants to work for NASA. And so she was talking about, like, how, like, because it's all based on a true story. And so she was like, yeah, no, it's crazy. And, like, I was like, that's what Hannah's dream is working for NASA. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we watched the movie, and I was just like, oh, wow, it's it's powerful. It's beautifully done. And then... Just off chance, I like, because I knew it was a book, but then I saw it at work, like, maybe a few months ago. I'm like, you know what? Let's give it a try. They, the director did an incredible job, one, casting, two, highlighting the most, Most. highlighting the most important parts of this series of events that happened. Mm -hmm. And I like how they didn't shy away from certain things, but they wanted to make sure, like, the core of these powerful women and these brilliant women are projected onto the screen Mm -hmm. and it was the book i love the book and you couldn't possibly put everything into one movie but i i made this number four because the director's choices for what he included from the book and what we wanted to shed a light on Mm -hmm. was very very well done and i highly recommend reading hidden figures or watching the movie it's it's basically book to screen and Mm -hmm. the director took a lot of care into this movie and he did his fucking research as it shows because obviously there's like other interviews with like the ladies and all this stuff so just like reading the book and then going into this was just it was beautiful all around it touched my soul it was it was a very well done book and very inspiring um inspiring book and movie so i recommend watching both so yeah that's number four that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah i've seen the movie i haven't read the book though but yeah 
And I'm not a nonfiction person. Like, you know, I'm, I love, like, the whimsical, fantastical stuff. And I was just shopping because, for whatever reason, like, our science stuff is right next to the tarot cards. And so I'm, like, <laughs> putting things away. And so, because it's with astronomy and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I guess. So I guess it kind of makes sense. But so I, like, see it. I'm, like, hidden figures. I'm, like, oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Why the fuck not? Oh, it's on sale? 40% off discount stateless. And so, yeah, I kind of just read it on a whim. Just be like, you know what, let's, let's, sure, let's give it a try. I've been reading a lot of nonfiction this year, recently. And it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Number four. My number four is Holes. <gasps> That's my number two! Really? Yeah! <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, I just, I really, that, I loved that book as a kid. Really cute book, and the film adaptation is one of the best film adaptations ever. Mm-hmm. Just page to screen, page to Stanley Yelnitz, so <laughs> fucking iconic. It took me so long to realize that was his fucking name backwards. <laughs> it took me so long. Someone said it to me. I'm like, no fucking way, and I wrote it out. I'm like, what the fuck? It is <laughs> so good. It's, it is so good, and, like, there is only, like, just a few little changes that they made, but they're, they weren't bad or anything, like, mm-hmm. I know one thing that's different is that in the book, Stanley was a lot more overweight and stuff, but they yeah. just didn't want to, like, put an actor through the weight loss that would have to come with that, so. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a non-issue. So yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was it's just really good. And I, yeah, it was just really good. Yeah, really good, really fun, amazingly quotable. Mm-hmm. Not a day goes by in my workplace that someone doesn't say, "I'm tired of this, Grandpa." Last two damn bad. Every fucking time. So it's, good. It's so fucking good. And movie, such a good movie. Yeah, just a good watch all around. Mm-hmm. So, what's your number three? Okay, my number three, and I dare I say I love the movie way more than I love the book because the movie gave it a beautiful ending, and the book was so upsetting to me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like the ending of the book, whereas like the ending in the movie gave it much more hope. Okay, I'm talking about A Walk to Remember by Nicholas Sparks. Oh, okay. So, so good. I watched the movie first, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's this beautiful... Okay, I, I went through a Nicholas Sparks phase, I'll be honest. So I read... <laughs> I watched all his movies, read all the books. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I 100% went through my Nicholas Sparks phase. And so A Walk to Remember, I watched the movie and just... It's so sweet. The movie is so mm-hmm. sweet, and like how he is just this delinquent boy with like the church girl. But it was, it wasn't like, cause it was never like a oh I bet you can't get with this girl. No no no. It kind of just like happened, cause like he needed like he was part of the theater club because he got in trouble, so he was supposed to like paint some sets, and then he was you know thrusted into like a, one of the parts. He wouldn't give, didn't really give a shit, but, like, you know, he needed to, like, so he could graduate, la, 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 and then she's there. It wasn't like they were forced or anything. It kind of just 
happened and he was like genuinely curious and they fell it was so cute and like i'll always remember like because he because like in the throughout the move sorry this should have been higher i've no no just kidding i there's a reason why it's number three um because holes was number two not number three anyway so like throughout the movie like you see him changing from this delinquent to like hey actually caring about you know my work in school giving a shit about the people around me not being a complete asshole and like it's it was so good and i'll always like my favorite scene is like because he learns about her because like have you read the books or watched the movies i've seen the movie i haven't watched the movie so yeah so like he learns about her list of the things she just wants to do is before and she dies and stuff because she's terminally ill which is why she was like, I want you to promise not to fall in love with me. And mm -hmm. I was just like, <laughs> and he's just like, he said, she's like, I told you not to fall in love with me. And they kiss. And I'm just like, <laughs> so good, beautiful. And just the movie was so great. The book, he was such a dick. <laughs> he was not as sweet as he was in the movie. Mm -hmm. He was a dick most of the time. I will say in the book, the walk to remember was a lot more emotional because in the book she was she was on a walker mm -hmm. and she wanted to walk down the aisle without using it mm -hmm. and so it was heartbreaking and I was bawling my eyes out because like that was why it was called a walk to remember it's because like she wanted her last like few moments walking towards him mm -hmm. like on her own not needing anything just nothing like forget this medical staff all that she just wanted this moment because her dream was to get married in the church where her mother like got married in mm -hmm. and so it was the books was beautiful but then the ending fucking hated it it was too realistic of an ending which i hate <laughs> so because like in the in the movie he's like he went on to be a doctor and like he was like she changed me for the better and just like she's always in my heart la 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 nah he reverted back to his old ways in the book and he is just like it was uh he wanted to kind of like forget not forget it ever happened but like it like hurt like it hurt so much so he kind of like slipped back to old ways mm -hmm. the book it was it's a realistic ending so i fucking hated it <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what? I'm like, I'm like, you, you're not gonna love her forever. Like, he obviously cared for her, but he was like so broken up because like they, he had, they, he, he poured a lot into it. So he was just, he went back to old ways and hung out with the bad people and just he became an asshole all over again. And so I was just like, book sucks. And so I love the movie adaptation much better than the book adaptation. I do recommend reading it because like the love that they sh that they project on the movie to from the book still there. Mm -hmm. It's still like just the way he cares about her and stuff. It's just the movie's sweeter, bro. It's so much sweeter. <laughs> fucking hated the ending of the book. I was so pissed. He fucking moved on. What do you mean? He's supposed <laughs> to love her forever. What are you talking about? <laughs> fucking dick anyway but yeah so that's number three <laughs> your three my number three is a little obscure um, okay it is the 1940 adaptation of Daphne du Maurier's book Rebecca okay um, 
I know you you give me looks like what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like a Yeah. Rebecca <laughs> Sorry. Daphne Du Maurier is just a brilliant horror writer. Okay. And she if you ever want to be just like horrifically disturbed, um, re- read some of Daphne Du Maurier's short stories. I think I said it in the in something before, but she wrote um she wrote The Birds, the short story that Alfred Hitchcock's you have film was yeah. was based off of. But um Alfred Hitchcock always gets the credit for that that story and she's the one who wrote it. So, you know, just mm-hmm. a little women erasure in Hollywood there. But Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> but um she wrote uh the book Rebecca, which is um kind of a little bit gothic horror um, about um, a, a young uh, girl. She's, she's uh, basically a professional companion, so like rich women will hire her to go on vacation with them and help take care of all of their stuff while they're uh, traveling. Um, and she meets a rich widower and um, falls in love with him. And uh, they end up basically just like really quick shotgun wedding, eloping, getting married. And he takes her to his um, beautiful, like gothic manor in England. And um, there she starts learning things about his previous wife, Rebecca. And. Um, how everyone loved her and she'll never live up to her and everything and then that basically the big twist is that Max the the guy she married never loved his wife she hated him or he hated her because she was so nice and wonderful to everyone else but deep under under she was a bitch she was a royal manipulative bitch and oh. um Basically, there's a whole mystery around how she died and what happened to her. And anyway, um, wonderful gothic storytelling. Um, and they made, they did a, another adaptation recently in like 2020, I think, with mm-hmm. Willie James and Army Hammer, which already just like fucking Army no. Hammer. <laughs> Don't cast a cannibal, but. Um, <laughs> No, that one sucked. <laughs> it really sucked. Just don't watch that one. It's not worth mm-hmm. it. Like I, I, I went in with high hopes because I love Lily James, and yeah. like the trailer looked good, and then it was just flat and dull. But mm-hmm. the 1940 adaptation with Laurence Olivier as the widower, and it just, it's overly dramatized like a lot of movies were back then but I think that really adds to it um and there's just something about the like the suspense like the the like horror of moments is a whole lot because it's so exaggerated it like it really hits you and there's one scene in particular where um the what's what's it called um housekeeper yeah 
who um, is this older woman who just loved Rebecca. It's like there's undertones of like maybe she was like in love with Rebecca. But, okay. Um, love that. But um, it's never explicitly stated because, you know, 1900s. Um, but there's one scene in the book where she she tricked um, the girl into doing something, which the another cool thing about this book, sorry, I'm just rambling because I really fucking you totally love the story. The main character does not have a name. Oh. Because it's in first person, so she never has, they don't like have to reveal by the main character by name. And no one like refers to her by her name in the first part of the book, and then in the later part she's married, so they just call her Mrs. De Winter. So you never know her That's name. So cool. She's just the narr the main character. It's yeah. really fucking rad. But anyway, so um the main character is distraught and is standing by an open window that overlooks the ocean and just sobbing and this this housekeeper comes up to her and like is acting like she's soothing her, but then slowly starts turning to like, look how cold that water is. You could just jump right in. And is basically trying to coerce her into committing suicide. But the the way it was done in like the 2020 version was just so dull and stupid and I hated it. The 1940s version gives me chills to this day. It's so fucking good. Like, the, the actress, the way she did it was... Yeah, no, sorry. That's yeah. my number... That's my uh, number three. I fucking love it. It's so mm -hmm. good. So, I would I would check out that book and that movie if you're interested. So, we already said your number two, which was... Yeah, my number two is Holes. Um, well, let's go to your number two and then we'll go to our number one. Okay. I just didn't know if you had anything else about Holes you wanted to say, but... No, I just basically covered it. It was great. Okay. <laughs> I loved it. Um, my number two is Shadow and Bone. <gasps> it was my... I didn't know if we could put TV series in yeah. there, so I put it as, like, my, like, honorable mention. But yeah, Shadow and Bone, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh my god. So good. We watched the first season together. <laughs> yes, we did. Finished watched the whole it all first in season. one night. Yeah. Absolutely. The changes that were made from like the book, from the all major changes from the books to the show, you know, they combined Six of Crows and Shadow and Bone into one series, mm -hmm. which the way they did it, no complaints, no complaints at all, literally none, none, none at all. They, the one thing, I, yeah, go ahead. oh, <laughs> go, no, no, and they blended them so seamlessly, and like it's. It's not like trying to do them both at the same time because Six of Crows clearly takes place after the other events in this show, but it's like mm -hmm. the stuff that happened before then and how we got to this part and the way they weave yeah. it together. It's not done offensively. It's a good like back and forth plot. Beautiful. It's making me love Shadow and Bone more because I really wasn't like the biggest fan of that specific series, but adding Six of Crows with it and then some of the changes that they're making and Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes, <laughs> bruh. Ben Barnes makes everything better. <laughs> ben Barnes does make everything better. He made me, he made the Darkling seem a more human because that little interaction where like when they, in the book when they kiss, it was like hot and heavy, la la la. But in the show, 
like the Darkling stops himself, he's like, is this okay? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, he stopped in the middle for consent. Which is something that, like, in the book, we never, kind of wasn't actually a thing. So, yeah. kind of just like, he's kind of a little bit forceful in the book. Not forceful, forceful, but kind of a little bit. Because he's mm-hmm. just like, oh no, you, yeah, it's a little, yeah. okay, it's thinking about it, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but, the adaptation, he made it, he seems more human. Which makes, and like, the manipulation and the reveal of everything so much worse. <laughs> and just the make me your villain. So fucking powerful! Because, like, you can see on Ben Barnes' face, like, he loved her! Mm-hmm. So bad! <sighs> anyway. Yeah, the only problem, the only problem I have with the adaptation is using the Darkling's real name from day one. Yeah. Because that was a huge, huge, huge plot point in the book that no one knew his real name and he only revealed it to her because to her. he trusted, he trusted her. her. And that was like in the third book was like at the end of it all was just like, hey, my name is Alexander. And then in, in episode two, it's like, call me Alexander. And it's like, what? Just like, hello? What? Excuse <laughs> me? What? We're there already? <laughs> We're moving kind of fast, yes. <laughs> Aren't you scheduled to die soon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For real, though, bruh. Oh, man. Yeah, no. That's 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 my one big nitpick with this show. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. I just... Such a good The casting is good. The cinematography, the effects, the script. The goat. There's, like, there's literally... Like... A Nina and Matthias's story is just straight mm-hmm. lifted from this screen. Like I've watched I a side know, by side of so the scene cute. and someone just reading the lines along with it, like on the book page. It's identical. So good. So, so good. good. And like that was like that was the only way you can do that story too, is because a, like in the books, it was a lot of like they talked about it. It was like a bunch of like flashback scenes, mm-hmm. all along. So like the way they were able to do this in the show, mm-hmm. the flashback is current. You know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm like, oh, that's fucking genius. Mm-hmm. It's such a good idea. And they're doing it so well. And all of the cast cares so much about the story and do. wanting to do it right. And it, ugh. So it good. Heart happy. I'm so excited for season two. Because we got one! <laughs> and they got motherfucking Nikolai! The boys, the back in town. Oh my god. I'm a throw up. Anyway, (laughs) so good. Okay, baby. What's your number one? Should I say my number one? Yeah, go say your number one. You haven't talked in a hot minute. Like, well, officially. (laughs) Where's my notes? I know what my number one is. So, my number one, I went back and forth on it too. Because I was going to put Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. As my number one, because I really loved, I enjoyed the books, and the only reason I'm not putting it at number one is just going to be an honorable mention, is because so much changed. Like obviously, like it's not book to screen because it's hard to get some of like mm-hmm. the descriptions and stuff for some things to translate from book to screen because of how Tolkien writes. It is nothing against like the, I love the movies and I love the books. But just certain things were missed because you can't specifically show 
how good a tree looks like that. You know what I mean? It's like, that's why I don't, didn't really, <laughs> sorry, I keep referencing a tree, but that's the best way I can explain it. Um, and so my number one, uh, is To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. So, well, we read it in, like, high school, and I, I think I've mentioned it. It's one of my favorite, like, mandatory reads that we had to do because I love the story. I love the kids. And just the book, the movie adaptation, it was 100% book to script. And it showed, it gave the book more life, I think. Like, the movie was just so well done. And, like, I envisioned things, when I was reading it, I envisioned the courtroom scene in my head. I envisioned how the kids were with, um, with Boo. And so I was just, like... It made the book come alive, if that's even a way to describe it, but it did. Mm -hmm. Like, the movie was just so well done. And when did it come out? Like, so... Uh, it's on the honorable 19... mentions list, so I have it, 1962. Yeah, it was so, so good. And the fact that it came out during such, during such a time is just shows that the movie transcends time. And it, it was so fucking well done. And, yeah, no, it's, mwah, love the book, absolutely, and I loved the movie, absolutely well done, no complaints, book to script, just perfect, mm -hmm. perfect. Absolutely. It was on my honorable mention list, so I liked, I loved that one, too. My honorable mention, okay, you go for number one, and I'll see what my number one would be for your honorable Okay, well, I, I probably should have gone first because my number one is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I was just letting you go through your spiel and I'm just sitting there like, uh-huh. Yeah. I yeah, see, that was like, like <laughs> Lord of the Rings is up there. Like, I kept on changing it out. That's why, because I was like, is Lord of the Rings number one or is it going to be an honorable mention? But a hundred, I agree with you. Lord of the Rings is number one. A hundred percent. I fucking love Lord of the Rings. Like, like I said, I read those books when I was 11. <laughs> it's so beautiful yeah. and the movies are so good they're so beautiful extended editions though extended extended editions. edition fuck yeah you gotta There's, you gotta you can't watch just watch the normal version no no no, no. my, my biggest red flag with the guy i just tried dating was i he said he loved lord of the rings and i said the extended versions right and he said what <laughs> <gasps> dump him <laughs> no second date no <laughs> He is not a man of culture. That he, was our mm -hmm. last date that he said that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. We didn't want him around anyway. <laughs> no. no, it's so fucking good. It's the. Yeah. It is the definition. It is the standard for high fantasy. Yes. And the it's just Tolkien in general created such a lush world. And is there plot holes? Yes, 100%. What, uh, what doesn't have it? But mm -hmm. just the books are just so beautifully written. Mm -hmm. And like, like certain things can't get... With what they had, everything that's been put onto that screen is just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, it really was. It felt like... The Shire is so cozy, you know? And like, mm -hmm. when you, like the beginning scene in the first book is just so cozy and hopeful and joyous. It's so good, so good. And my sexual awakening wasn't really my favorite part of the movie, honestly. Yeah. 
You. I, I started out Orlando Bloom, and then I quickly, I quickly met Viggo Mortensen as Aragorn. But oh, I know Aragorn is oh, so. Oh, I, both. I wanted to be Arwen, so bad. So same, same. I wanted to be. I wanted her necklace so bad. I have it. You do? Yeah, I do. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Yeah, like My sister has a tattoo of the necklace. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, of course they couldn't adapt everything exactly perfectly, but they kept the most important parts. They kept the essence of it. They kept. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing is like getting the heart and the essence of, of the, the story book. to translate to screen. Is it's what makes it a good movie. It's the most important, and doing everything with care. And Peter Jackson did everything with care. Snaps and for Peter Jackson. Snaps for Peter Jackson. Like, seriously. And all of the actors were very dedicated and careful about how they did everything, and they loved they loved working on it, they loved the story, and just... And the score. The score, George Shore, beautiful, beautiful man. Just, he, what... I don't know if my fucking microphone picked it up, but it sounded like something was scratching on the wall. I did not hear that. I heard it. I was just like... Concerning. A little bit. (laughs) But yeah. I I hold those books and those movies very close in my heart. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. Both are so good. Mm-hmm. Please read the Silmarillion. I know. <laughs> I also need to read Baron and Luthien too. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. It's on my shelf. Mm-hmm. I did I tell you how I just recently rebought the Silmarillion because I I read them through my sister. Mm. She's a huge Lord of the Rings buff, and so I had recently got the the trilogy and the prequels of the Hobbit and the the books mm-hmm. and then I found the Cimmerillion because like it's right there right yeah. you see like they're all the same size little tiny mm-hmm. and like the same colors and I'm like oh I need the Cimmerillion I found the Cimmerillion in that same form that same size as the box set mm-hmm. so I was just like fuck yeah and I reread it <laughs> it's so good I love the Cimmerillion nice um what are some of your honorable mentions Howl's Moving Castle yes you like because we watched the movie right mm-hmm. and then you were like you sent me the book <laughs> you, I, I did you you were like there's a book and i was like yes there's a book hold Add on let me pull up amazon real quick <laughs> and she, the, lauren bought me howl's moving castle such a good book it's i my really life's really mission really... to make sure that everyone reads that book <laughs> <laughs> we should read the second book together we should. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was so good. I loved Howl's Moving Castle. Um Chronicles of Narnia was on my um uh first two of was on my honorable mentions. Me too. Mm-hmm. Shadow and Bone was also there too, because I didn't know if this was a series or not. So yeah, Shadow and Bone was there, Chronicles of Narnia, Howl's Moving Castle. I said Twilight <laughs> Oh god. Why? <laughs> Because there was specifically, specifically Breaking Dawn Part 2. 
specifically Breaking Dawn Part 2 because, like, the book, like, the movies, they, like, it, for the most part, book to script, 100%. But I was gonna put Breaking Dawn Part 2 on theirs because the ending scene where, um, because in the book, none of that, okay, in the movie, obviously, none of that happened, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, Alice made What's-His-Face see, hey, here's what happens if you really want to fight. Mm-hmm. And then they walk away. But so, like, in the book, because, like, the movie, they did it so well, where it's like, hey, this is actually what you're going to see. So, not only did he see, but the audience saw what the fuck is going to happen if they try to do any of this shit, mm-hmm. right? We, as the reader, never saw that, ever. It was tense and stuff, and then all of a sudden, Alice comes out of nowhere, like, oh, okay, and Alice, like, she, like, talks to Aaron, well, talks to what's-his-face, I was about to call him Arrow, but I don't know if that's, I don't remember yeah. if that's his name. She, oh, damn. True fan. Anyway, so, <laughs> she, like, in the book, she just skips on up, like, oh, hey, you don't want to do this. Here, here's how. And he's like, oh, okay, deuces. And so he leaves. So in the book, we never actually saw what Alice showed him. Mm-hmm. So the movie, specifically, that's why I was going to be honorable mention, it was just, like, I remember being in the motherfucking seats when that scene went down. Because I was at a midnight premiere, bro. I was on the news. And so I... We, I was watching it, the whole room is screaming, we're like, wait, what the fuck, you changed everything, what the fuck, what the fuck, and then it zooms back to Arrow, and then Alice, she just pulls her hands away, she's like, so what are you gonna do, and just, everyone's on their motherfucking feet right now, mm-hmm. it was 100% once in a lifetime, like, feeling like being in the movie theater with mm-hmm. a bunch of fucking nerds, freaking the fuck out about this scene that... Like, it was so well done. Say what you will about Twilight. Say what you will. (laughs) But that scene alone deserved the honorable mention. (laughs) Sorry, I got really passionate about it right there. It was so good. It was so good. Did you have any more of your honorable mentions? Um, I also had, um, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Okay. Which, a lot of people love the book. I didn't love as much. But, um, I feel like the movie made it so much better. And it's always good when the film adaptation makes it even better than the book was. Yep. Which, which leads me to my next one, which is The Princess Diaries. Yeah, I, I fucking, heard you. I, I fucking think... hated those books. Yeah. And the movies, the movies. are so good. <laughs> Top here they changed a lot in the movies but for the better because yeah fuck those books um and the princess bride which is yeah 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 the book's good the movies but the movies fan classic movies one of the best movies of all time yes and stardust yeah, Stardust is so good! Stardust is a, it's a really good adaptation, but also they, they did make some changes and that made it better. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, like, I, th- I think the main difference is the the ending of it. Because in the book, um, uh, you know, he lives out his life and dies and she just continues out living because she's immortal. And it's, yeah. you know. Sad. It's sad. Whereas, I hate realistic endings Me so too. much. Fuck that. Whereas in the movie, <laughs> um, they 
get to the end of his lifespan, they don't both turn into stars and are able to live together oh, in the heavens forever. Cute. Yeah. That's beautiful. So. Yeah, fuck you, Nicholas Sparks. I'm still salty. Anyway. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah. So those are my honorable mentions. Yeah. This was our longest episode ever. Yeah, we're we're pushing hour forty five. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but yeah. If 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 you've got any opinions on book to screen adaptations, any good ones, any really bad ones, uh, let us know. <laughs> Catch us on Twitter at Imagine Lib. It took me a second. <laughs> Brain working. Um, or send us a Gmail at imaginarylibrarians at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. This was See a you lot. next. Yeah, yeah this was you. fun. <laughs> See you guys in the next episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, keep reading. Bye.